Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, and we are glad to be back after our week off. The turkey is done, it's eaten, and we've gotten some reviews back. Those are mixed. You know, Aaron and I, were kind of like brothers. We definitely don't agree at times on this show. More about music than about the government and where to put the tree. We'll see where we end up on this week's song. So I'm glad to have with us again, of course, this week, Michelle and Aaron. Hi, everybody. Hey. (laughs) And this week, we're going to discuss Christmas picks. Brother, we don't agree about the government and where to put the tree. But hold still, wait for the click. We're in this year's Christmas picks. Which is Jim's song, Jim Cregan's song, off the 2005 album, Bare Naked for the Holidays. We have Jim, who wrote and led on the song, as well as Ed on bass, which is a wonderful, rare occurrence. And Jim doing lead guitar. And uh, this song has been played seven times. um, Once not on the holiday tour. And that one time that they played it not on the holiday tour... Portland, Maine in 2005. So we're special up here. We are. It was a December concert, though. So, you know, give give and take there. By the way, to all of our Jewish friends out there, happy Hanukkah. Happy Chanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. (laughs) No, sincerely, though, happy Hanukkah. (laughs) So why don't we jump right into the Christmas picks this week like Mary Poppins. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do that thing that you said. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> All right. Why don't we go right ahead with the musical breakdown on this song? Break it down. Break down, break down, break down. Aaron's gonna talk about construction and time. <laughs> so, Christmas picks. This song uh, clocks in at just about 108 beats per minute, but it sort of drags. I think it's closer to 110 when it starts, and then in the middle it's a little closer to 108. So uh, definitely one of those ones <laughs> that they're not playing with uh, with the click track, uh, which I like. You know, I like the the free flowing nature of the the earlier days, but uh, that's just me. Uh, it's in the key of E flat major. Um, the chord progression in this song and the way that the co- the guitar is strummed. Now, now you guys, I, I gotta ask you, this is really more for your generation than mine, so maybe you'll be more equipped, well-equipped to answer this. But to me, l- let me know if you agree, the chord progression in this song and the way the guitar is strummed on the downbeats reminds me a lot of the Welcome Back Cotter theme. <laughs> yes. Yeah? Yeah. I thought so. I can see that now. As, as soon as I heard that start to go bump, I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not a bad thing. That's a great theme. (laughs) Oh, it is. That's a classic. But uh, why the the verse has a (laughs) thank you. (laughs) The verse has a. I'm doing my best Vinnie Barbarino impression. (laughs) (laughs) And it's apropos after the week we took off. So exactly. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Welcome back. Uh, the verse has a slightly unusual climbing four seven one progression. Uh, you hear a G flat, a D flat, and then an E flat. So it's kind of climbing up. A lot of a lot of times you either hear like a descending 
chord progression or maybe like jump ah. up and then jump back down in this case it's almost like an escalator that it keeps just kind of going up and up and up which might be like they're trying to elevate your mood because it's a christmas song i don't know <laughs> but uh well it I does have that, that the, happy kind of like elevation <laughs> although to it. yeah this is uh, this is some great classic bnl i will say where they have some kind of sarcastic lyrics and uh <laughs> we'll get into that i'm sure down the road but as far as the the music is concerned uh you have the chorus coming in with uh sort of a two three four five so again climbing up two three four five you have f g a flat b flat and then finally you get into the two five one turnaround which is what we're all certainly i was craving to hear i was like come on let's resolve this and then it goes <laughs> down it feels so good uh so yeah the two five one turnaround e uh, uh f to b flat to e flat and e flat of course being your your home your tonic uh, the bridge changes are G, C, F, B flat. So that would be three, six, two, five. That's a little more jumping around, uh, a little more unusual, the, seeing as how a lot of the song is very much like going straight up. Um, fairly, fairly common uh, uh, form to the song. It's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. There's a piano solo which goes through the A, B changes, the verse and chorus. Then you get a verse, then a chorus, and then an outro. Um, which alternates uh, extended changes through the chorus changes. So I, I would call it A, B, A, B, C, A, B, A, B. Uh, kind of a classic kind of pop rock uh, construction. Uh, it's a, certainly a well-crafted tune. Nothing wrong with it at all. It's a good Christmas rocker. I put it up there with like rocking around the Christmas tree uh, and, and other classics like that. I think it's, per- it's a perfectly good Christmas tune. So... E flat major is that a normal chord for like a Christmas tune? Is that unusual? Uh, I mean, or? I, I don't. I, people who uh, there's the joke in uh, <laughs> in this is Spinal Tap or you know uh, Nigel at the keyboard is saying D D minor, which I find is the saddest of old keys. Uh, I don't I don't really buy into that. I, that's like saying oh he's a Scorpio, he's definitely going to be a jerk to you or whatever. Like, I, I I think there's a little. Yeah. It's more about what you do with it. So for me personally, at least, I, I guess maybe people who have perfect pitch might might disagree with me, or someone who has like um, kinesthesia or whatever, where they can like see colors or, or hear or, or you know have like a particular feeling or smell something when when certain notes are hit. They may disagree. For me personally, it's all about where you go relative. You start somewhere, you have a home somewhere, and it's all in the intervals between the notes. Um, but yeah, I mean, certainly, uh, I I've wrote a, a song or two in E flat. Um, I, it's one of the keys uh, as a as a as a keyboard player and a pianist uh, I, I like because it uh, it doesn't have that many incidentals. <laughs> I like to write in like C and A minor and like maybe maybe B flat or E flat. Um, but that's just that's just my personal preference. But yeah, I've noticed that I don't think that we've had a lot of E flat songs from BNL. And as far as uh, Christmas songs, I, I haven't honestly done a lot of analysis on on standard Christmas songs, so I couldn't really tell you. <laughs> that's Tracy, a whole other podcast. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, that'd be an interesting uh, study, maybe, if the government wants to give me a, a, a National Endowment for the Arts Fund. Now uh, you've given me a whole new column donation, on, on yeah. the Excel file that I now have to put in Let's... all the different <laughs> chords and go back through and see who plays which chords the most. I think what we should do is start up a Kickstarter to get... Uh, I can quit my job and I can just analyze Christmas uh, songs and uh, B&L songs. Uh, I would totally be behind that. <laughs> I like it. I, I I know nothing about music, and I admit it. Uh, I know what I like. I know, I can like yeah. I can BS That's my way really around important. and and talk about what I like about songs and such. But I am not anywhere near music major. I can't even read music, so I admit it. Is this like a soft jazz? Is this like a blues? Like what? 
what would you categorize this? Um, there are some jazzy elements when it gets into the bridge, as far as the chords go, but it's it's unusual. It's not the kind of. I mean, I would expect like a two five one or a um, two six five one or, or sorry six two five one or something like that, um, or maybe a you know one four five. Um, this isn't one of your, the chord progressions are not really standard, uh, to, you know, rock pop. So yeah, there's maybe there's a little bit of that jazz fusion influence coming into play there. I think in a lot of the, uh, I, I refer to it, uh, because I went to music school, I refer to it as a uh, music school snobbery. Uh, <laughs> I, I a little bit of music school snobbery in some of their older music, which I actually do enjoy quite a bit. Um, I, I remember doing an analysis on, on a piece in class and the composer had written the notes to basically look like a butterfly when you looked at the songs. So it didn't really oh. sound great, but like it was like, <laughs> oh, I, I'm hearing what a butterfly sounds like. So uh, they don't go quite that far out there, but uh, it, it's interesting to you could tell like there's they're music nerds and they're really into like uh, the math behind the music mm. and something like, you know, stuff like That's that. That's a good so way to put I can it. hear them. I can yeah. hear them playing with things and being playful in, in similar ways to people that I know that I went to college with would do. Or it reminds me sometimes of something I heard. Uh, so they, I don't know if any of them went to music school, uh, but uh, you know, if not, they, they certainly hung out with people who did. <laughs> well, it's funny because you sit there and you're, you're saying how, like, as you explain this song, it sounds much more complex than than to me who who knows nothing about music like i listen to this song and to me it's like this is like i wrote down simple soft jazz christmasy just like to me this is very christmasy and but it's very simple it's very um minimal um and very you know laid back and and cut back and and minimalistic i guess is the best way to kind of put it I think the form and the structure of the song is very simplistic. They just use some unusual chord progressions, or unusual to me, certainly. I'm no expert, you know what I mean? I, I went to school and I, I know a little bit about how to analyze uh, chords and music, but um, I just mean, like, certainly from what we've seen from them, um, you know, I, I, I'm not in an attempt to disparage their more latter-day work at all, but just we see a lot more, you know, uh, yeah, one four five, you know, two five one stuff from them later on, which is you know, I mean, that's the bulk of rock, and we we talked about the axis of awesome or whatever, and they they write that song. <laughs> There's a reason that so much rock. Aerosmith, I love Aerosmith. Almost all of their songs are like one four five and so like they you know or I, you know one six two five. I one. don't love Aerosmith. <laughs> I'm just going on oh. as saying I don't love them. I don't despise them. They don't like. I don't have bad things to say, but I just oh, they're not like my favorite band. Man. But like, I'm just pointing to them as a good example no. of like you can make very good listenable rock tunes using these simple progressions. Uh, so it's it's always cool for me to see uh, someone doing something a little different. Um, but I think that's one of the things that's neat about BNL. Like someone yeah. who's an amateur like me can listen to it and be like, that's a really fun relaxing kind of soft simple song to listen to at christmas and yeah. for someone who's a music nerd and knows more <laughs> about it like you get more out of it by just listening to it than than i do which is kind of neat well the, it's interesting you say that tracy because i don't think I, I almost wonder if uh i i had a friend who was um into like video production and doing like uh after effects and stuff like that and they did all these special effects and they could not 
watch a movie without being like, oh, this is what they're doing there, and it kind of ruined it for him. I wonder if that's what's happening to me, because I, I am not in the habit, yes, I'm able to kind of listen to these things and analyze them, but I'm not in the habit of usually doing that when I'm listening. So I, I have to say, I agree, while I was just, because I, I usually try and listen to the song once or twice before I start to analyze it, just so I get a feel for it, before I start to, you know, like, look at it. Um, so the first few times I listened to it, I thought the same thing, you know, simple tune, and, and it is a simple tune, but like, uh, it wasn't until I started kind of like playing around on the keyboard trying to, to see what they were doing. I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. That's different. That's not what I expected. Um, because you can make something, depending on how you uh, how you phrase the chords, how you arrange things, um, you can make it sound more extreme than it really is. And you can make it sound more subtle than it really is. So if, you, if you're really good at arrangement, which it seems like the B&L guys are... Um, you can take really dramatic chord changes, but because you're moving so little, because you're you're keeping the the harmonies close, it doesn't seem as extreme as it is. Likewise, you can also just go like anyone who's like who's like just learning the piano and learns like how to make like a C chord and just marches it up the piano or whatever can can see like oh that sounds very like childish and simple or whatever because you're kind of jumping everything up by the same intervals. Um, so when you when you do that, but you you instead like you do what we call inversions. You make like a C chord uh, in a first inv- uh, C chord uh, root structure would be C E G, right? First inversion means you start on the third, so it'd be E G C. Uh, second inversion would be G C E. So depending on which inversion you put, which note is in the bottom, um, you can actually keep things sounding like they're kind of staying around that one tonal center without moving much. Mm-hmm. When in fact you're going all over the place with the, the notes that are actually making up your chords. So uh, sorry, sorry to geek out there. No, uh, it's but, interesting. Uh, I love this stuff. Uh, so yeah, this you know it's it certainly is it is a simple song and it is a simple form and structure to the song. But they were doing something that I didn't expect and I did not. Um, I kind of a uh, it was interesting you know, seeing this kind of progression, these kind of rising uh, progressions. Uh, um, not something I expected to hear, and it does. It, it still sounds really, or sounds right on the, you know, on the ears. Yeah. So Michelle, what, what, <laughs> we we left you out of this conversation. Please, somewhat. please, Michelle. I I wasn't going to interrupt anything. Um, I <laughs> even if I didn't see on paper that Jim wrote the song, I would know that Jim oh, yeah. wrote the song. This is such a Jim song. It's great. It's got his interesting chord progressions it's got his funny like quirky funny clever lyrics it just sort of like it's a picture into his world and i love this song it cracks me up it definitely reminds me of spider in my room (laughs) like it's that same kind of feel i love the song it's it's quirky it's got jim all over it and it's just easy to listen to and and the other thing is um, it kind of harkens back to like the the 40s or 50s. Like I could picture Bing Crosby singing this with his pipe on a Christmas tune. You know what I mean? It's that kind of simple but complex at the same time yeah. kind of a song. So I love it. It's, it's yeah, fun. and you're saying that nice. it makes me think of yeah. This is kind of a a crooner type song. Like you could see Bing or or Frank or someone like that playing this song and singing the song. And actually, I yeah, want to. I want to hear I that. And unfortunately, all the people I can think of that I would want to hear that from are dead, like you know, David Bowie and and Bing and and all them. But I would love to hear that. Well, we've still got we've still got David and Bing doing uh, the little well, yes. boy. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs. That's a weird pairing. <laughs> What's that? To me, it, it's sort of. Oh, I don't. I, I loved it. I thought it worked really. It well. It disturbs me a little bit. Their little drummer boy. I was just sort of like I. 
shouldn't be looking. I, at I this. would love to see that video, but done with happening. Ziggy, like Ziggy Stardust doing that. <laughs> oh, okay, I thought you meant Ziggy the supercomputer from Quantum Leap. <laughs> that too. I was thinking of Ziggy the cartoon character. <laughs> there you go. See, we all had different Ziggies in our heads. So, I, but. Yeah, I love great. the simplicity. Of, I like the soft playing that Jim does in this. Like he's very laid back, and I love soft piano in Christmas music. It's just very relaxing. Mm. Um, there's something about us about that type of playing that just totally puts me at ease. Um, I, you know, but that being said, it's interesting because you were mentioning earlier, and I think this is a good time to kind of segue over to lyrics, like the juxtaposition between the music and, yes, and the yeah. lyrics of this song and what, what they're actually talking about in, in the, sar- not sarcastic, but sardonicness of this song. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, um, it actually kind of was really endearing to me, and uh, I guess it's because I, I don't think I wouldn't say we have a, that I come from a dysfunctional family, but we're definitely quirky. Uh, <laughs> I think you know we all love each other, which is which is the most important thing. But you know we all have our quirks and um, disagreements now and then. Um, I don't. It's not really me and my brother that disagree about politics. It's more me and my dad. But you know we all have those moments. Uh, certainly, I, I my family does that where you're like you know whatever. Um, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes things aren't perfect at Christmas, but you know what? <laughs> you can enjoy the fact that you're there with people you love. Sorry. You can enjoy the little moments. And, you know, we have those Christmas pictures we can look back on and say, you know what? That wasn't so bad. It was kind of nice to have everyone there. But maybe that's just me being sentimental because <laughs> the holidays are here. Well, and I think it's funny because I would think? never in a million years, and maybe you you could disagree with me, Michelle, but I could never in a million years see Andy and Jim disagreeing about politics <laughs> or anything on uh, at Christmas. Like, I couldn't picture that happening between the two of them. <laughs> well, maybe their version of disagreeing is different than our version of disagreeing because they are, like, they both seem very polite um, plus, they're Canadian, and so they're going to be nicer <laughs> anyway. So they might just like exchange a look or a word. Whereas here, it would be like a heated discussion, <laughs> and somebody is drunk, and somebody yeah. is screaming, and bottles are thrown. You've been and to my house. <laughs> somebody look, storms out. I've seen Trailer out. Park Boys, so I'm somebody sure is, that happens in Somebody is doing too. silently in the corner, but you can feel the rage radiating across the room. Like I feel like disagreements here in the u.s are probably different than disagreements in canada especially between the Canadian i call brothers. a canadian argument an apology off. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry but i have to say that i don't quite agree with yeah. what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> i didn't care for trudeau's tie last week i've said it i don't think he should be wearing green that's it i apologize this is totally my family at christmas though like we're, we love each other very much, but me and both of my brothers, depending on which subject we're on, like, yeah. it's hard to find a subject that we're not going to have some kind of discussion, quote unquote, discussion um, <laughs> about. And Where are you in the lineup, Tracy? I'm the oldest. So therefore, yes. I'm always uh, okay. right. Um, I'm the oldest, too. So it's my way or the highway, as my <laughs> oh siblings my will. So it's not just my perception. This is the real oh, yes. thing. Oh, right? yeah. It's the real thing. Where are you, Aaron? I'm the middle child. Isn't oh. it obvious? <laughs> Do you need a hug? I see you yeah, and honor your presence. Perpetual. I acknowledge you. I acknowledge your existence. I acknowledge you. 
So, yeah, that's why I'm so, like, starved for attention. I mean, why did I go to music school? I wanted to be a rock star. <laughs> My sister is the middle, and she's definitely the most... Well, as she gets older, she's a little harder, but she's more mild mannered whereas my brother and i bless my brother and i both have red hair and we're both hot heads and we oh, both are like go. you know in your face <laughs> if we have to be so yeah see my bro my both my brothers like my brother and my, my myself and my middle brother we can disagree very respectfully that's nice my younger brother and i cannot disagree respectfully <laughs> It becomes a very heated argument to the point where we're like, let's just drop it because we're going nowhere. Does every holiday end up in a WWF match it, in the living room? In <laughs> still as children, it was <laughs> not so much now. Yeah, we we fought like cats and dogs, my siblings and I, when we were younger. But I, I'm very happy to say that we get along very well now, and uh, I really enjoy being with them. So that's I know how fortunate I am to yeah. be able to say that. Yeah, I, I enjoy their company too, for sure. But my brother will still, if he's walking by me, will just su I'll suddenly find myself pinned. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. Suddenly I'm on the floor pinned with my elbow behind me. Yeah. So that never stops. It never stops. <laughs> We're all in our 40s and it never stops. <laughs> Good to know. Mm. Now we never really got physical. Maybe when we were a lot younger, but uh, we were all just trying to one up each other. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that this song, like when I was writing it, I'm like, well, the fake, the the fake perfect family picture. But it's not really. It's it's families put on putting on their best face and getting along to remember the good right. times of those times. I don't think it's really us faking it. I think this is a normal, at least American, maybe just Maine. Um, type of thing where families disagree and then like, but you can still put on your best face for the pictures. Want to remember the good times and want to remember the good things about your family also, but still be able to disagree with them sometimes civilly. You know, I, I think that the lyrics are so, I, I sense that we're projecting ourselves onto these. I think the lyrics are so, um, it's almost like a haiku. It's imagery. Yeah. Right. With I think the song is. I'm sorry yeah. to talk over you. It just. I just. It, as no, you were I, saying that, Aaron, I. It hit me like each. Um, each verse is a picture of yeah. the day. Yeah. So yeah, hence, exactly. it's sort of like a meta Christmas pics. Like here's you and your brother disagreeing about politics. Yeah. Here's you standing with your grandmother. Here's you <laughs> with your your nephew yeah. freaking out about Santa. Like these are all snapshots <laughs> from Christmas yeah. and it's all captured in the so song. I, you know, yeah, I think that probably it has different meaning for everybody. We all have different memories of these kind of family get togethers and holidays and and posing for pictures and such, but it is a fairly universal thing within our, our culture. And, for sure. Um, yeah. For, for me, it's, it's mostly, it's, it's bittersweet, mostly sweet, which I'm happy to say. Yes. <laughs> and I, and I think it's interesting. You, you said that it's, it can be interpreted and, and fit in for both of us because here's one of the things. And, and once again, poor Jim, I'm throwing him under the bus <laughs> or not Jim, uh, poor Kevin, <laughs> I'm throwing him under the bus, but this is that haiku. It's not a haiku, but I, I just sat there counting out the syllables. But <laughs> it has that haiku feel, and it's well. That's what I mean. A haiku is more about to give an impression of something, right? right? Rather, it's impressionistic. It's impressionistic. Well, it is, and 
And you get that with this. Like you were saying, Michelle, it's these pictures, enough that you can put yourself into the place and enough that you can then put the story together and have the feeling of that moment. That's what I look for in Kevin's songs and often feel like is missing. But I I really do get that with this song. Um, I, I get that, like, it makes me feel warm. It also makes me feel like Christmas because it, even though it's not dysfunctional, but not the happy, like, chestnuts roasting on open fire type song for Christmas, <clears throat> you know, there's some dystopia in it. It's still this wonderful Christmassy type feel to the song and it makes you feel warm and happy about family at the same time. Um, and I think that's what I, I miss with the Kevin songs sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, um, there's a few that I can say that's different than that. This one, I just, I don't know. I guess I really like it. I guess the phrase warts and all comes to mind. It's like, because it's not perfect because it's a flawed image, it seems more real and it seems more relatable. So I, I would agree with that. Agreed. All right. So, what do you guys have any things that we haven't touched on? No, I think we dug in quite well. Well, in that case, I'm going to hand it over to you, Michelle. I really wanted to come up with some clever thing for the ratings, but really, the thing I came up with was picks. Like, how many pictures? Can, <laughs> how many pictures are we going to give it? Like, they're just perfect little, or we could call it vignettes. How many vignettes do we want to give? Um, I'll change that. All right, I like that. Like vignettes. each each verse is a vignette. Yeah. That's a little picture yeah. of Agreed. the day. Yeah. Um, and if I didn't make it clear, I love my siblings and they're fantastic, <laughs> and I'm happy to have them. I hope I didn't sound I like a horrible. I have been compared to Lucy <laughs> on Charlie Brown more than once. So. You know, but I would never pull a football away from somebody who's trying to kick it. I would be their biggest cheerleader. So really, I am. Bo- yes, really. I <laughs> you am very much bossy. Like you take you. You come off as Lucy. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> rightly so. But I wouldn't. I would if somebody was trying to kick a football and I was holding it. I would want them to kick it. Okay. Unless it was the sworn enemy, then I would do everything to thwart them but if it was anybody else thwart is such a great word well you know like some people freaking deserve it but (laughs) in general i want people to succeed they had it coming yeah if you walked by me and the kite was in the tree you might help me unless i really made you angry earlier that day if you made me angry you would know about it and we would have words and it would be We'd get the air cleared, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, or I, I would get the air cleared and you would leave in tears, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> that's a wonderful little vignette. Any... <laughs> exactly. That's my dysfunction. Nice, nice segue. Yes, sorry about that. So anyway, <laughs> I gave this song four vignettes. I love it. It's great. It's, you know, it's on the Christmas playlist for sure. Um, I think it's a fun song. So... That's that. Aaron, how many vignettes do you give this song? I give Christmas Picks 3.24 vignettes. Ooh. It's certainly uh, above average. I th- certainly think it's a it's a very good song. Like I said, I put it up there with uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree or Jingle Bell Rock, and I really enjoy those songs. But the thing is, 
I'm just not a Christmas song kind of person. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to during, you know, the the week of Christmas, maybe even into the week before. Okay, I'll seek out Christmas songs to listen to, not that you have to because you can't escape it, but um <laughs> Uh, otherwise, I'm, I can't see myself like in the middle of summer going like, "Oh yeah, let's put on Christmas you, picks." It just doesn't you're seem gonna like hate us when we hit Elf. Out. Elf's lament <laughs> next summer. <laughs> Tracy, but, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm happy that we're we're able to to take a listen to some of these Christmas songs uh, around Christmas time because that helps me really get in the mood. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I I, I think. It's a very good song. Um, it's interesting for a couple of reasons we mentioned, and uh, I certainly enjoyed it, and I would not turn it off. And during the Christmas season, I would seek it out. So that's that's my answer. Nice. <laughs> All right. Okay. Tracy, how about you? How many vignettes would you give this song? I would give this song 3.25 vignettes. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's very peaceful. We're almost completely in sync. <laughs> I know. That's odd. That's very different. That doesn't happen often with the yeah, Usually two. I'm the hater or you're I the know, hater. I know, we usually balance. Or and now I'm we're the just hater. Like... <laughs> it's Christmas. It's rare that I give the highest score, though. That's yeah. weird. But for you guys to be practically the that same, close. that's unusual. Um, I think it's peaceful. I could listen to it. As a matter of fact, I would definitely have it on and want it on in the background of a, of a Christmas party. Yeah. Um, it has yeah. that nice slow feel that's kind of nice to have back there and, and put you in a good mood uh but i probably wouldn't listen to it while i was driving because it would put me to sleep um it just isn't that kind of like one that would keep me awake um so that's that's it's why it's not perfect higher. background yes you nailed it it's perfect background christmas music yep walking around the mall this is piped through the can oh. air this is this is like you'd be psyched to hear this. We should this be so in lucky. That, and that's exactly. the thing. Like compared to last week, this is one of those songs that I would be thoroughly excited to hear in the mall. So yes. So I do want. So that. Oh, go ahead. Yes. Oh, I was just gonna kind of place this. Place it. Yes. Um, this puts us right between Canada Dry and Couldn't Care Less. Wow. Hmm. It's kind of halfway, you know, it's right in the middle. A good middle song. Good middle song. Seems about yeah. right. Yeah. Sweet. That's it for me. <laughs> that's okay. it for that. I'll stop, I'll stop being Lucy and that's... let you actually do what you want to do. <laughs> no, you were finishing up the segment. I was jumping the gun there. <laughs> no, that's okay. So, sticking with the Christmas season... Uh, this week's appearance is the Bare Naked Ladies Christmas Special. It was a special that they did when they did the holiday album. Um, and they, of course, played a number of the holiday favorites. It's about 45 minutes in length. It is a fun little Christmas special to listen to. It really kind of plays more as like a, a hey, here's some great songs from our, our, uh, from our new album. So go out and buy it. Mm. Um, but they're having fun. They're enjoying it. It is very Christmassy. It does have like the Bing Crosby like background and stuff like that. Um, so it is enjoyable and, and good to go, kind of go out and watch during this time of the season and get yourself in the mood. Nice. Agreed. <laughs> so as I mentioned last week, we are now part of the Filling the Void podcast network. Woot, woot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, I wish this was a video because I just did a dance. 
<laughs> I wish you guys could see my dance. <laughs> and as I mentioned before, one of the shows that uh, one of the people that's been on our show before actually has another podcast on there. Um, the, it's called the Blake and Sal Show. And they do sports entertainment variety. They discuss a number of different sports, wrestling, hockey, football. Sometimes they discuss music, movies, um, and different conventions and things like that. Um, obviously, like this week on, on that show, they're going to be discussing the WWE, um, which I, I, for a long time, I watched the wrestling. Uh, I grew up watching wrestling. Um, Hell yeah! You know, and and I don't know, I don't know about for you, Michelle, but for me, I really loved watching like the '80s wrestlers. They were very vivacious. Oh my Man god! Randy Savage, dude. every Man, Randy Savage. every Saturday we'd go to my Hulk nana's Hogan, house and my Hulk cousins and I. Oh my gosh, the Iron Sheik. Um, yeah, I mean, in Hulk today's Hogan. culture, that wouldn't go well. But... No, <laughs> there were a lot of the characters. Jake the Snake then. Roberts. <laughs> My sister loved Jake the Duggan. Snake. Duggan. She also liked The Undertaker. Oh, man. Jim Duggan. All, I, mean, I liked Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yes. Um, God, it, I can't even think of everybody. Yeah, and, and I like I love the one that you mentioned, Aaron. Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he died recently, and it was really, really sad. He died for us. Did you know no. that? For our sins. You know how like every you during know, this season, every four years, every four years, uh, someone says, "Oh, it's going to be the rapture." Well, he died when someone said it was going to be the rapture. So the idea is he took the bullet for humanity. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Hey, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Snap into the slim gym. Yeah, exactly. He was like. Take some Slim Jims and get he out of here. He snapped into the ultimate Slim Jim. Yes. Yeah. And took one for the team. He was just vibrant. Well, he was so you, flashy. Man. Yeah. Like, I, he was an amazing wrestler. He was an amazing, stupendous athlete, you know? Um, he knew how to put on a show. They all did back then. They really... I liked Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart. No, not Kevin Hart. Kevin Hall. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Hall. Hart's the comedian. It's a whole difference. <laughs> Sorry. Different. I want to see Kevin Hart wrestling. <laughs> that is something I want to see now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him out there with The Rock. Tag team. Yes. Um, yes. But, you know, we were, ta- we were talking about it. It reminds me of the commercials. You, you, you know the ones that its character kind of bursting through the wall. You know, and it would say, oh, yeah. You know, it, it, the Kool-Aid ads, you know, reminds me a lot of those Kool-Aid ads, um, <laughs> which reminds me a lot of, like, this time of the season, interesting enough. Like, I go by, and I'm driving by people's houses, I see Christmas parties that are kind of going on, and I just want to burst through the wall and say, Christmas time! Oh, yeah! <laughs> but that would be totally inappropriate, so instead, maybe I would just put on this song. I might jump through the window and just put, put next week's song on. Because next week's song is Christmas time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. And the wrestler I was trying to think of was Kevin Nash, Kevin not Nash, Kevin Hall, <laughs> or okay. Kevin Hart. I, I was getting Kevin. I was getting I was, Big Scott Hall and Kevin Hart and Kevin Nash. I was late '80s, early '90s, yes. so a lot of those guys they were still there, but some of them were going away. Yes. Like I never really got to see like. Um, uh, what's it? Under the Giant oh. wrestle when he was oh. a wrestler. I, I knew him from like you know Princess Bride. Right. You know, yes. 
Uh, I've seen like now on YouTube later on, but I never got to see that like live. I'm, an, really I'm an old lady, like, so <laughs> I could no, have been I'm... changing your diapers and watching wrestling <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> no, but I love wrestling. I honestly yeah. think wrestling is like soap operas for dudes. You know what I mean? It's it's pretty much that's that what is it is. and it ties it. us all together. It really yeah. does. Like everybody can have a conversation about wrestling. It's you true. can't have a conversation. Jocks. Of- nerds uh people into soap operas they're all there's something for everybody there's something for everyone (laughs) exactly and so if you want to hear more about wrestling (laughs) you can watch the plank of sal show if you want to hear more about bare naked ladies come back and join us next week for hashtag christmas in december yes it's actually a thing again christmas in december and we'll be discussing christmas time oh yeah Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you then, brother. No, wait, I, I apologize. That was good, to though. The ghost of Macho Man Randy Savage. They sounded a lot for- alike, you know. He forgives you. Well, they were like they were like primary adversaries. I think most of the time. So occasionally they'd be on the same side. But yeah, he was great. He was such a great personality. Anyways, <laughs> see you guys next time. <laughs> we went off the rails. Just a little bit. Way off the rails. We, I can't even see the rails from here. Where are no. we? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.